the people in Albuquerque are very art savvy. And that's one of the things I always say about like New Mexicans is like, know their art. Like you'll, you'll meet like a toothless guy in the street. You can barely form words. And then he'll teach you a bunch about Georgia O'Keeffe. And you're like, what? <laughs> How do you know that? You're listening to Comedy Ghost Town, where we investigate why Albuquerque, New Mexico has no designated stand-up comedy club. My name is Sarah Kennedy. In 2014, there was an article that was published in American Theater Magazine, which claimed that Albuquerque was home to 40 theater companies. Now, obviously due to COVID and other economic changes that have taken place in the seven years since that article came out, the numbers may have fluctuated. But when I read that, I was shocked. When it comes to our big question, why doesn't Albuquerque have a comedy club? I couldn't help but be frustrated. How can Albuquerque house 40 theater companies at one time, but not make room for a home for comedy? Having started comedy in Albuquerque after our only comedy club, Laughs, had closed, it was years before I performed in my first true dedicated comedy club. Comedy shows in town came in two flavors, bar show or theater show. Of those 40 theater companies, we had quite a few who were willing to bring an orphan comedian onto their variety shows or to host events, etc. And I guess having that experience influenced the way I comedy was theater. It's all part of a big theater umbrella. And the people in Albuquerque know their theater and they know their art. New York slash Denver slash traveling man comic Brett Hiker said it best. The people in Albuquerque are very art savvy. That's one of the things I always say about like New Mexicans is like know their art. Like you'll, you'll meet like a toothless guy in the street. You can barely form words. And then he'll teach you a bunch about Georgia O'Keeffe. And you're like, what? <laughs> How do you know that? See, everyone knows about art. It truly wasn't until I started doing interviews for this podcast that I learned that not everyone thought that comedy was theater. One of my first interviews for Comedy Ghost Town was with Rusty Rutherford. You heard him in the last episode. He's the one who thought a comedy club was a good idea. I think a club would really help out our state, our whole state's comedy scene, not even just Albuquerque. Yeah, that's him. He's also someone who I was often booked on theatery shows with, and someone who was even on the board for one of our most comedy-encouraging theater companies, Tricklock Theater Company, until it tragically closed its doors in 2020. Rusty had a similar thought to me about comedy and theater. Stand-up comedy is definitely theater. It's maybe not traditional theater that people might think of, but the stand-up comedian is inviting the audience into their world. They're letting them see this glimpse, oftentimes of the subtle nuances of their life, welcoming them into this hidden behind the door reality that maybe they can totally relate to. Sometimes that's the thing that's funny about it is, oh, that happened to me too. That's relatable. Or the other side where it's a lifestyle they're totally not accustomed to and they haven't seen before and being able to see this glimpse of someone else's life in a funny humorous way i think um that alone makes it theater all right and see new york slash denver slash traveling man comic brett who you heard earlier also had a similar take i would say comedy is theater but that's coming from someone who doesn't have a great idea of what theater is <laughs> i <laughs> I know a lot about comedy and I, I see a lot of stuff like, like Hannah Gatsby's Nanette. Like when it, when stand-up comedy starts to teeter on the verge of one man show, I think it gets a lot more theatric. And I like those too. Like a lot of com comedians are just like, that's not comedy. And I was like, I, I think it's funny and I really like it typically, but yeah, I would absolutely call comedy theater. Now I happen to take a lot of stock into what Brett thinks, but he's right that maybe we needed someone who could pull in some theory, like an expert. So I turned to my friend, Dr. Genevieve Garcia de Mueller. 
She got her degree in theater, and she was also a comic in New Mexico for years in between chasing her academic dreams. I thought for sure she'd bring some gravitas to the theory that comedy was theater. As a theater major, <laughs> I would say, yeah. I don't know. That's a, oh, it's comedy theater. That's a good question. Going through all the like theater theory in my head. I don't think so. I think, cause, okay, so if you're, can I get a little nerdy right now? Can I get really academic? I beg you to. Okay. Okay. So there's, cause there is a field called performance studies and performance studies was usually like cross-listed with a lot of gender studies because they kind of coincide in a lot of ways. But performance studies can include things like theater. It can include like very formal aspects of like actual performing, but it can also include things like performing gender or performing race or per- performing ethnicity or performing all of this like identity type of things as well. And it's basically like the theories within performance studies have a lot to do with like, how do we show or how do we do, or how do we present ourselves in ways that, you know, that we're trying to, trying to do. Like, for example, the question would be like, how am I showing that I'm a comedian via my comedy? Showing like distinct characteristics of being a comedian and what does that do? So that includes like how audiences perceive you and how they react to you and all this stuff. So I would say that like, comedy in certain ways fits that because I feel like we can deconstruct comedy in a way where we're putting, you might not be able to universalize what comedy is, but you can definitely watch a comedian and you can, you can analyze them and you can say, these are the characteristics of what it means for that person to be a comedian. So I would say that in that respect, it's a, it's a, there's performance elements to it that you can, that you can use like theater theory or or performance theory to, to put into it. But I don't necessarily think that comedy is definitely theater because I feel like theater, there's a certain like affectation in theater. There's a certain, like there is even like a, a, a clearer distance between the, the person who is on stage and what they're doing and what they're embodying and the material that they're using to perform than there is in comedy is much more, I would say it's so personal. And it's, even if you have joke writers or whatever, but it's so, it's so you have such a voice that is so like you internalized and externalized you that it's, even if you're putting on like a caricature of yourself, or even if you're um, exaggerating who you are on stage, which often people do, or whatever it is, or you're lying on stage and, and you're just making jokes or whatever it is, it's still coming from a place of like, of your voice and who you are and you're, and you are embodying it as, as you, as who you are as a person on stage. So in that way, I would separate it from theater. Whereas theater, I think it's just, there's so much more of a distance between the performer who is doing it and the material. There's just more of a distance. Deep and also unexpected. No, not theater. <sighs> okay. Sometimes when one doctor says something, it's best to get a second opinion. So I went to my other doctory friend, Dr. Greg Ziumek, and asked him. I think stand-up comedy has theater elements to it, but I think it's it's not, it doesn't call itself theater because it's its own thing. And, I, and it's really performer-based. I feel like, especially the more jokey style comedy that I do, is not, I wouldn't call that theater per se. But it's but there is an element to it. I think there's a lot of overlap in the sort of the way the theater community 
is and they have their sort of own subculture. I think there's plenty connecting the two, but I do think of it as its own separate entity. Okay. Okay, we're going to hear from both of those doctors in our next episode about a completely different topic. But for now, two out of two doctors did not think that comedy was theater, and it was blowing my mind. Maybe I needed someone who had studied different comedic theater arts. So I went to local comic William Wheeler, who had literally studied to be a clown. I think comedy can incorporate theatrical aspects, but I don't think comedy is it is theater itself. What the hell, man? This was okay. This is flooring me. How is comedy not theater? It's literally one of the two masks like the, the sad and a half, the comedy mask. By this point, I was really worried that my path to understanding how Albuquerque could open and sustain a comedy club was totally off. So I sought some more wisdom from comedy king Sam Talent. You remember him from last episode. Hurricaneos are tough, rough, scrabble people. And uh, a lot of tough, rough, scrabble people who've had to earn their place in the world aren't usually into being silly or like goofing around. Yeah, that's the one. Here's what he said. Do you think that stand-up comedy is theater or do you think it's something different? No. Do you want to extrapolate or just yes Please, or no? go nuts. I don't think that stand-up is an art form. I think that art is allowed to use symbolism and it's allowed to play. Your Artists are allowed to create different responses in people who see their art. Like you can like a painting can make you sad or it can make you like whimsical or fill you with ennui or joy, whereas comedy only makes people laugh. And if you're not making them laugh, you're bad at your job. So I think it's like a craft or like a bar trick. I don't think it's theater, but I do think that it needs to be presented in a way where all of the variables that make a show good are prioritized. So if you have people sitting in a room and they're there to see comedy and they're not surprised there's a comedy show, or they're not upset that the, the televisions have been turned off of Monday Night Football to allow these clowns to create. I think that uh, there's a lot of the same trappings of theater that are necessary for a comedy show to be good. But since comics are the lowest rung of entertainment and we're not really respected, I don't think we're afforded those rights of artists and serious entertainers. Okay, I was not prepared for my whole foundation to shake like that. Not art? Not even art? Had I been up my butt all these years thinking that I was some sort of theatrical artist when I wasn't even one of those two words? What is a comedy club if not a performance space for a type of art? Is it a Chuck E. Cheese where the animatronics are just schmoes off the street who tell fart jokes and hump a stool in between drink orders? And frankly, if that's the case, why... In the hell would this be even remotely difficult to open anywhere across the country? We should have 10 of those on every block. I was clearly spiraling. But luckily, I touched base with my friend Jeff Anderson, who calmed me down. Jeff is one of the founders of a local nonprofit in Albuquerque called Arts Hub, which, full disclosure, I'm also on the board for. I asked him his thoughts. My short answer is yes. A stand-up is absolutely theater. I had originally asked Jeff to speak with me for this podcast because Arts Hub had spent a year compiling the State of the Arts Report, which came out in 2020, and went on to shape the work Arts Hub focuses on in the community, which includes organizing artist fellowships and developing an artist resource directory. 
The State of the Arts report narrowed down hours and hours of interviews and focus groups and psychoanalysis into digestible, actionable data. I'll let him explain the findings. The big biggies of those were physical space, uh, administrative support, marketing, and like a general... It was, I can't remember exactly how we stated it, but essentially like a general feeling of, are, do people in Albuquerque even care about the arts? We don't know. That sense that maybe the community isn't as invested in the arts as artists would hope they would be. So those are like the four biggest barriers. Um, okay, so I've got another question to in regards to all of that. So as you're piecing together this report and then the focus groups and even into the work that Arts Hub continues to do now, like the Arts Fellowship, do you include comedians in those conversations absolutely yeah why because they're artists because yeah because comedians are artists and from art sub's perspective an artist is someone who creatively explores whatever that may be for them and tries to speak truth through their art and tries to build connections with people and that is absolutely what comedians do and good comedians I'll say some some comedians try just to shock and that's really boring and that that might not be art that just might be someone up up on stage doing fart jokes because they want people to be shocked at their fart jokes comedians who really think about their set and think like okay is this as a theater artist when I'm at like as an actor when I'm analyzing a script I say why is this word here and not there in this mm-hmm. sentence and and what does that mean that means something right it means something your characters is saying it in this order for a reason and finding meaning and truth in that is really important. Same thing for, for stand-ups, right? Like, why does this word go here instead of here? Why does this get a better reaction? Why is this funnier? Why is this, why do I think it's funnier? Why does the audience think it's funnier? And all those are art- artistic questions, right? They're artistic exploration and creative questions that are worthwhile of investigation because it, it delves into the human psyche. It delves into how you can make a connection with people. It delves into how you can communicate what you're trying to say most effectively. And it, so yes, we definitely include comedians in, in all those things. We've actually had the very first fellowship had, uh, I think two or three people who were stand-ups. They also did some other stuff too, but they, but that was one of the things that they said they did as, as an art form. And the way they talked about stand-up was exactly the way a painter talks about painting, but it's exactly the way a theater artist talks, you know, like a, a quote unquote, doing air quotes, you might not be able to see true theater artists talked about theater and I have not seen any like separation of people who who go at comedy in in a way that really is they're really trying to communicate they're really trying to speak truth to the audience I see no difference than that and what in the process of painter goes so while I felt better about what role I played in the larger artistic landscape I still wasn't sure about the whole theater versus not theater debate and then I remembered something very specific that Rusty had also said during our time together. Sustaining a comedy club or something, theater, we have a lot of theater in Albuquerque, but theater is also constantly struggling to stay alive, especially through the pandemic. But even before that, it's you're always looking for donations. Ticket sales alone rarely keep a theater alive, especially some independent or smaller theater, black box theaters that are around. And in that regard, I think comedy is also very similar. Because here in a smaller city, we're, we're always trying to find ways we can keep making this happen and keep making this work and try to give comedians a little money for gas or a little money for food or some beers or something. Being considered theater doesn't give a comedy performance space a bulletproof vest. I even mentioned at the top of the show that Tricklock, a powerhouse of the theater company in town, struggled and due to the pandemic was forced to close. 
The balance between respecting performers as artists in some manner and giving them the space that they need to do their thing, while also keeping the lights on with business savvy, is definitely a tightrope walk whoever opens the club here is going to have to walk. This has been Comedy Ghost Town, produced and hosted by comedian Sarah Kennedy. If you'd like to find out more information about the podcast or me, you can find out more information at my website, sarahkennedy.com slash comedyghosttown. 